This is Woody Huffines, and this is the Owner's Voyage podcast, or the journey to business ownership. How do you go from being an employee to being an employer, or being unemployed to being self-employed? That's what we do, is we talk about all the steps that you take and the things that you can do, the things that you can think about to make that journey as much fun as you can make it, and to make it as rewarding as you can make it, and maybe avoid some of the rocks and shoals that sometimes that voyage produces for you. Hope you join us. I'm really honored today. I had the opportunity to speak with a friend of mine. His name is Bob Roden. Bob is in the travel business, or actually kind of was in the travel business. This pandemic has significantly impacted the travel business. As you can imagine, not a lot of people are going to Europe at the moment. And we've talked a little bit about the why, and having a strong enough why will motivate you to do the things that you need to do when, when times get tough. So I wanted to do an interview with Bob and, and let you hear how his approach to the difficulty that his business has been put in with the pandemic um, kind of contrast that with the people that you run into day to day and how they approach life. And it's, I think it's very, very instructive to give you a little bit of a sense of what a strong enough why will do for you. I hope you enjoy the interview. So with me today is Bob Roden. Uh, Bob has been a, a friend of mine for about a year, a uh, year and a half now. He's been very active in the McKinney Chamber of Commerce and, and uh, in the small business community in McKinney. Uh, Bob has a great career behind him as, a, as in sales and executive sales, as a sales executive, sales manager. And uh, he and his wife have a travel agency. And that travel agency, Utmost Travel in McKinney, it's a cruise planners franchise, and it's um, been a great relationship, and I've learned a lot from Bob, and I thought it'd be interesting to interview him today. Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I really appreciate this opportunity, Woody. It's a great idea. So I know that there are some businesses that have been hit pretty hard uh, in the pandemic environment, uh, restaurants, uh, for example, but now restaurants are opening back up. Your business is the travel business and talk a little bit about what happened in the first two or three weeks when this pandemic got started and what happened to your business in that, in that very short period of time. Yeah. So it's interesting, Woody, we had a, a really pretty stellar first half of the year in the works. Um, and this was, going to be a kind of a tipping point year for us in our early um, history of our business. Uh, and really mid-February, I, th- I really look at like February 20th as the, as the pin date, if you will. We started to um, see the cancellations calls coming through, uh, and principally because destinations weren't allowing travelers to come to them anymore. And so uh, the great um, pipeline of business that we had working for the first half of the year, a lot of which was Europe. Um, we tend to specialize in customized Europe itineraries, uh, went away pretty quickly because those com- uh, countries wouldn't allow um, uh, travelers to, to come visit them at this point. And so um, it, it was, um, to be perfectly candid, it was pretty catastrophic from a business standpoint. We have spent the last several months, um, and, and I 
I really feel for my wife because she's the one who is uh, fielding the calls by and large and, and processing the cancellations. Um, we've we've spent the last couple of months taking what was a, going to be a pretty stellar year and 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 uh, canceling everyone. Um, not not because they want to cancel, but because they have to cancel because they can't travel. And so it's been a pretty pretty tough stretch. No no other way to put it. So y'all have had the business for how long? We um, acquired the franchise at the very end, literally like December of 2016. And uh, in early 2017, actually for most of 2017, my wife uh, went solo with the business and did it really kind of part-time because she was transitioning from a 20, 25-year career into um, the travel business. And we grew a fair amount. In 2018, um, the first quarter was busy enough that I decided it was probably time for me to join ranks with her. Um, It's pretty hard as a travel agent to be both in front of your computer doing the research, building itineraries, sending proposals, getting commitments, making all the uh, logistical plans for a client, and out and about networking and marketing and doing events and speaking and that sort of thing. And so um, at the end of the first quarter of 2018, I joined Vicki in the business full-time. And that's a pretty rare thing for a couple to be doing it full-time uh, without other means of support. But we sensed a lot of you know, uh, momentum. And um, I joined her in, in um, April of 2018, and we grew like a weed up until the first quarter of this year. Now, would it be fair to say, I, you know, I, I, obviously it's a, it's a loaded question because I'm, I kind of know the answer, but you, 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 uh, you and Vicki really do specialize in custom vacations. It's not just a let me you know, here's, here's a cruise, here's a brochure, pick which week you want to go kind of evolution. This is a much more personalized, much more um, uh, customized service that you're providing and, and generally very, very nice trips. Well, it is. And, and the rationale behind it is this. There are travel agents out there, as you might imagine. It's, it, there's a low barrier entry into uh, becoming a travel agent. So there are a lot of travel agents and no, no fault of theirs and no blame to them that are hobbyists, right? They do it because they get some perks and they get some discounted travel and it's, you know, what they do when they're not part of the knitting club, right? Uh, there are others who uh, have supplemented their income because they're retired and this is something that they do maybe necessarily maybe part-time plus. And they've developed a reputation over a number of years and help friends and family and maybe some others uh, plan for it. There are a lot of people in our business who are very cruise-centric. Um, we are a cruise planners franchise, as you mentioned, Woody. And so it's fairly natural for people initially to go, oh, oh you, so you just do cruises. Well, no, we don't. As a matter of fact, we made a very offensive and defensive decision, a strategic decision to not be cruise centric because there are others, the Costco's of the world out there that sell cruises at fairly significant discounts. 
but the level of service is not what our clients are looking for. Um, there are others who, uh, in the travel agent space, who only sell cruises, and if you were to call them and say, I need you to plan a, um, a you know, a five-night trip to Naples, and here's what I want to do, they would be completely lost. And so we decided there was a real opportunity for us to uh, focus on and specialize in customized European itineraries where you can't find that online. You can't find it on Expedia or Travelocity because it's a package. Um, that you're going to find on one of those websites. And 95% of those top travel websites, by the way, Woody, are all owned by two companies. And so there's a great amount of duplication in the, uh, in the offerings between those different websites. I often say to people, you know, if you were to open Expedia and you were to open Travelocity in different windows, uh, other than the logo, see if you see any differences because there really aren't many. And so we saw a tremendous opportunity to very, be very customer-centric, very service-oriented, uh, to use my wife's amazing administrative and research skills to be able to research and plan phenomenal itineraries for clients that they can't get on their own and that they probably don't want to waste three sunny Saturdays putting together on their own if they had the proclivity to do that because we don't charge a service fee. We get paid by the travel providers. And so, yeah, we made that strategic decision to kind of differentiate ourselves, um, not only from the online travel websites, but from those in our competitive websites locally and, um, uh, and nationally, because we know that there aren't that many that really kind of focus on customized European and other, but customized itineraries around the world. Well, and, and, you know, the, <laughs> there's no competitive advantage to being the second least expensive provider. <laughs> no, we, we, have, uh, we have never wanted to uh, buy for the spot of the cheapest or the second cheapest choice in the mix. So, so given the, the lack of barrier to entry and, and given you know, it's my, my brother is a realtor in a county in North Carolina and, and, there are in in the, in the counties and there's like 2,800 uh, realtors for a population of 75,000 because there's all these retired people that that's their, their, their hobby because they like to go to lunch at the real estate, uh, real estate societies, luncheons once a quarter. And, and, it was, and so there's not a big barrier to entry and, and in the same thing, uh, from what you articulated is true in your case. And you have a pretty good grasp of what the competitive environment looks like in travel in terms of the Costco providers, the cruise planner providers, and then the online services. Given the headwind that you would potentially face, why did y'all pick to do travel anyway? Well, there are a couple of uh, practical reasons behind it, for sure. One was that uh, when my wife decided we wanted to uh, you know, it made sense for us to acquire this franchise. Uh, the franchise had phenomenal uh, ratings and reviews from Forbes and Entrepreneur and Inc., those sorts of things. Um, but at its core, um, she was looking for a home-based business. She had been um, in her car five days a week, putting hundreds of miles a day on her car, driving around, um, seeing clients and going to resources, 
uh, for her previous career. And she was just tired of that and wanted something that she could control and manage out of her home. When I joined her, it was because uh, I saw an opportunity to really uh, leverage um, a real complement in terms of our skill sets and our strengths. Uh, I'll be perfectly frank. My wife is amazingly administratively gifted. She's very bright. She's very organized. Um, and she loves, uh, as an introvert, she loves to pound away on the keyboard and to find uh, and, and build the very best uh, vacations for our clients. By contrast, <laughs> I am not incredibly organized. Uh, I'm not incredibly skilled with math. Uh, I tend to be a relational beast, uh, and my sales and and marketing background lended itself really well to being that uh, face to our business out in the marketplace with, uh, as you mentioned, with the McKinney Chamber of Commerce and other chambers. And, and um, I, I, I've never shied away from an opportunity to stand in front of a microphone or to stand in front of a crowd of people. And so uh, we decided it was a perfect mix of skills and interests. Uh, if you put my wife in front of a crowd of people, um, the sweat would be down from her arms very quickly. Uh, you wouldn't see it. She would carry herself off really well, but that's just not a place that she's really comfortable in. Uh, by contrast, if you were to put me in front of the computer and say, hey, I need you to uh, search on the best places in Croatia for this kind of vacation at this time of year with this kind of lodging, I would be stumped. I think it's time to mow the grass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I think I hear a bird outside. Let me see if it's first. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all have a y'all have a, a a good working relationship, a good working team, a good complement of skills, uh, and and working together in in a business and getting her off the road and getting you at home. I I, I would I would estimate that that forms the core of the why that you all are doing what you're doing. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I, um, I love promoting our business. I love talking about what we do. I love seeing the aha moments, either in the eyes or in the mouths of our, uh, of our clients and prospects when they learn that they don't need to do this on their own. They don't need to settle for what you find on one of the top travel websites. Um, and they don't pay any more for someone else to take care of it for them. And, um, you know, the stark reality, Woody, is that everybody wants to buy what we're selling. It's just a matter of where and when and how much. And so we really enjoy that. And I, quite frankly, love learning about new trends in travel and sharing them uh, with people as often as I can. That's been kind of a staple of what I've spoken about in networking environments like the McKinney Chamber of Commerce and others. And I've actually even built a, um, a presentation that I have done a number of times in different uh, residential community settings and some organizational settings um, called the Top Trends in Travel. And uh, I've kind of arbitrarily, if you will, selected 10 trends that I find very fascinating um, about the way people are traveling and how they're traveling and why they're traveling that is different from years ago. 
and most of the time, um, I find that the audience are fairly well educated and, and enlightened by the presentation. And there's some fairly humorous and, and educational and um, uh, entertaining content in there as well. So um, I love what I do. Uh, Vicki loves, um, uh, by the way, what Vicki did prior to this was she was an interior designer. And so as an interior designer, mostly residential, some commercial, she designed homes for clients. And she had to do a very uh, thorough interview with those clients to find out their style, to walk around their homes and to see what their, their um, you know, their color palettes were and what their furniture styles were and all of that because what she never wanted to do was to um, change their or convince them to change their style. She wanted to complement their style with her solutions around the home, whether it's a remodel of the bathroom or or something else. Uh, so she was able to actually take that skill set of designing uh, people's homes and take it and apply it to designing vacations. It's a very uh, transferable skill set, quite frankly. And so we have developed a, a fairly significant interview that we put uh, first-time clients through where we'll ask them a bunch of questions, not just about where they want to go and how much they want to spend and what dates and that sort of thing, but how do they like to travel? Are they chill vacationers? Are they active vacationers? Because Lord knows, Woody, if you were to design an itinerary for a chill vacationer that has them up and about at 6 a.m. and not back to their their resort until 5 p.m., they're going to hate you for it. Conversely, if you were to find a, you know, try to put together an itinerary for a client that really wants to lie on the beach with a margarita and a butler not, not too far away and uh, build them a, um, a schedule that has them um, out and about all the time, they're going to hate you. So, um, you know, we've, we've gone to great lengths to ask a lot of really good questions early on so that we get a good sense of what clients want, what, what a bucket list vacation looks like for them and their family. Uh, if they have any issues with, you know, mobility, we want to know that. Uh, certainly, um, star level of hotels. You know, it's a really amazing thing. You know, you think that, um, at least I thought when I got into the business that people were typically going to want to uh, stay at a very nice hotel every time that they went away on vacation. And most do. They want to stay at a really nice resort. Some don't. Some say, nope, 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 nope. Three star, clean, safe. That's all I care about. I want to spend my money on the experience. And so you have to go to kind of great lengths to ask the questions that will get you the answers that will guide you to building that trip, which is just going to suit them really well. And, and the thing that's interesting to me is, you know, talking to you, you can hear the passion that you have for this travel business. You can hear the passion that you have for making that difference for people and getting them exactly what it is that they want and making a bucket list vacation out of every vacation you touch. And one of the things that I've talked about in the podcast and one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you is that that why that gets you through the hard times, the the passion that you have for what it is that you do and why you got into it and why you continue to do it is the thing that, that if you have a strong enough why, you can live with any how. And I know um, the the 
the challenges that we faced in the pandemic uh, in the small business community have been legion. What are you guys doing to get you to the next piece? What you're you're leaning on that why to be excited, but what are, what are you having to do to get the, keep keep the lights on and keep things turning until the pandemic thing kind of turns around? Yeah, so I, I've actually um, um, decided to help a friend in his business in the short term because we can't sell travel today. Shocker. Um, but we will be able to shortly. And so in the short term, I've decided to kind of step away from, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the kind of 24-7 investment that I had been making in our travel business to um, assist a friend um, who actually really needed some help. So it was very timely on both of our behalfs. And that's helping pay the bills uh, right now. But the other thing that, that I'm doing that is not necessarily paying the bills in the short term, but um, hopefully is building credibility and, and awareness over a longer period of time, is that I made the decision to start to interview um, some um, travel providers, some of our partners, some of our favorite partners, and talk to them not just about COVID-19 and what it's done to impact their business and, not, and certainly not a woe is me thing at all, but um, to get a sense from them about when travel returns, what can consumers look forward to? What can travelers anticipate uh, from the standpoint of promotions and offers and new itineraries and those sorts of things? And so I scheduled and have actually executed eight interviews uh, via Zoom, shocker, with a number of uh, really great travel partners, ranging from European river cruise lines to uh, luxury rail across the Canadian Rockies to um, adventure mega yacht cruises um, that most people are not even familiar with, um, and a few others. Uh, one of them, which, which I, I can't wait to release, is uh, a company that plans small group, completely curated tours in Europe uh, for clients. So it might be a, a couples or a, or a family um, get, get together, get away, um, but is completely designed by the client and fulfilled by this tour company. And so... I, I just decided, you know, these folks are sitting at home just like I am. <laughs> Why not uh, reach out to them and ask them if they would speak to me? And um, as I mentioned, I've, I've uh, done eight of these. I'll be releasing them over the next uh, seven weeks or so. The first one dropped a week and a half ago with Christian Karst, the owner of Ama Waterways, which is a, a luxury European cruise line. Um, and the rest will follow pretty shortly. And you know, again, no, um, you know, no false belief that these are going to suddenly erupt our business into this volcano of, of sales. But um, it's just a way to keep in touch. It's a way to keep our our clients and, and the, the traveling public aware of what's going on and what they can look forward to uh, to keep some really great brands out there in, in their mind's eye and hopefully to build a little credibility and awareness for our business once travel returns as well. So with that why that you that's driving you, 
even though you might be doing something that you don't particularly want to do to keep the lights on, you're able to continue to drive the business forward and, and, and do these interviews. Uh, I'm, I happen to know that those interviews are going up on YouTube, probably a couple of other places. I'll let people know that I'm going to, I'll put the, uh, the link to Bob's YouTube channel in the show notes. So if it sounds interesting to you to go learn a lot about these really awesome vacations that none of us small business people can afford, it'll be a place for you to go at least listen to some really, really interesting interviews. I appreciate you doing that. <laughs> well, I watched the one with, with uh, Kirsten and I was, you know, I was considering selling a kidney. I would sell my liver, but it seems that tequila put too many miles on it, so I'd have to go with the kidney. But but the, <laughs> but it's interesting to hear that that and this is the and this is the reason that I was particularly interested in talking to you is that you know there's a lot of people that, given your background, you have an extensive background in sales. You've you you've got a you've got a resume that would probably get you a job, and and yet that's not the first place that you went when things got rough because the why that's driving you to do the travel is strong enough that, that putting that resume out and, and going back to the life you were in is not as attractive as, as doing anything that you can in the short term to get back to where you want to be. Well, we know travel is going to come back. There's a big question as to how much and where and when and scale and all of those things, but we know it's going to come back. Absolutely. Woody. And, and, we, you know, we love this business so much that we are going to do everything we can to hang in there and to be here when it comes back. Um, and, and, you know, and I think there are a lot of people rooting for us, and we're really thankful for that. We had a, a, a good couple of years kind of building up some credibility and rapport and um, some relationships, and uh, we look forward to leveraging that when, when um, people can get away again and we will have so much fun when we've kind of turned the corner and we're actually writing business as opposed to canceling or postponing it. Uh, it's a little different feeling. I don't, I don't know if you can imagine that, but it feels a little different to actually write the business than to cancel it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a more positive experience, as they say. Slightly more positive, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, awesome. I sure appreciate you taking the time. Um, and it and it's always exciting to hear somebody who believes in what they're doing and loves what they're doing so much that they'll do anything in the world to continue doing it because they believe in it. We're going to stick around. Um, we, we know that uh, it's early on in our career with, with the travel business and travel has got a long way to go. You know, I had somebody reach out to me on email the other day and say, Hey, heard about you. I'd love to talk to you. Would love to find out why you're interested in this, you know, in this role with my company. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm going, I'm really not interested. Really? In <laughs> <laughs> I may have to do something, but I'm not really interested. Well, I may, yeah. I may have to do something eventually, but I'm not ready to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. We know that there is a lot of pent up demand for it and we're passionate about filling that demand as soon as we can. And uh, we love it. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you today. Well, take care. And I'm sure when we get uncoordinated, we can have lunch together. That sounds like a good plan. I appreciate it. Take care, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, as you listen to that interview, 
Could you hear the passion that he has for travel and the way that he and Vicki looked at what their skill sets were and what their inventory was, what resources they had available, the skill sets and the things that they enjoyed and the things that answered the bell for them. And they put those things together to start a business and looked at the things that they enjoy and wanted to do every day. Notice that Bob's really good at, at being a sales guy and being out in front of people and likes to talk and likes to stand up and likes to give presentations. And he recognizes that that is a, his skill set and b what he enjoys. And his wife, Vicki is much better at doing the research and finding things out and digging the little bitty holes that you need to put the little bitty pegs in to make something perfect. They took their passion and they took their why both as individuals from a skill set perspective and as a couple to form a company that they both believe in and are willing to do just about anything to hold their head up to get to the end to where we start traveling. So as you go back and listen to those episodes that talk about why, and as you move forward thinking about what you're going to do for your business, and you think about how you're going to approach your business, in my opinion, using Bob Roden as somebody that models the kind of behavior or the kind of thought process and the kind of courage that it takes to be a small businessman would be well worth your time. I'm Woody Huffines. This is The Owner's Voyage, a journey into business ownership. We'll see you again soon.